It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Calvert Cheney, Terry DeHair, Joey Devine, Rex Walters, A.C. Earl, Adonis Jordan, Sean Keen. Patreons, Kyle Bedette, thank you Kyle, Eric Freeman, thank you Eric, Elf Hogs, thank you Elf, musical guest, Gaggy and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with a brand new free episode of the show. Sean Keen, Sean, how are you? My co-host, he's here. Forgot the front half of that sentence. I'm good, I'm good. Doing fine. Um, Before we get our show started, though, a little bit of business to do up off, off the top. Uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Call us on the phone that's in the description, the phone number that's in the description of this episode. Um, Twitter at roundrockpod. Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Five-star reviews. Uh, apparently that helps. Every podcast says it, so we've decided we also have to say it. And um, more importantly, live show Thursday. Sean, are you ready? I think I'm pretty ready. It's going to be weird. It is going to be ex- weird. I'm psyched is the main thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm psyched. 7.30 at the Virgil. All proceeds go to charity. I believe I said it was the um, the food shelter before, but it's actually the downtown women's shelter. I somehow made that mistake last episode. Uh, and Path. All proceeds go to that. It's us. It's Nits from Count the Dings. It's the Flagrant Ones. It's Horse. It's our friends, the Super Hoopers. It's our friends, Air Buds. It's NBA Desktop. It's Dunktown. It's, uh, have I forgotten anyone? I mean, maybe, but, you know, they can go to podstarweekend.com. <laughs> podstarweekend.com for tickets. Um, Sean, we have a lot of calls. We do. Um... Should we go to the phones? Let's do it. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again, that number is 323-682-0342. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road. All right, Sean. Our first call comes from 
very, very good friend of the pod. Uh, she's been on a couple of times. She's getting to the point where she's going to be too big for our podcast here soon. I just hope it doesn't happen. I think she's going to stop texting us, too. Yeah, I, I do. Well, like, maybe her publicist will text us <laughs> occasionally. Uh, she's she's in Chicago covering All-Star Weekend, probably starting right now. She's uh, from Vice Sports Canada, from the Basketball Feelings newsletter. It's our friend Katie Heindel. Here's what she had to say. God, what? That was terrible. What am I doing? <laughs> you guys, I'm calling with the most terrible news. News so bad. It's almost devastated my mood in going to All-Star. I can't even get the word though. Um, uh, I just found out I have the same birthday as Boston childhood coach Brad Stevens. Same exact day. I don't even know what this means. I feel like my identity's in a tailspin. Well, I'd understand it if you don't want to be friends with me anymore or have anything to do with me because I feel like this has made my identity completely fraudulent. Anyway, miss you guys. Your fraudulent friend, Katie. All right, Sean. How do you feel about Katie's bad news? I mean, she took it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily feel like it's an indictment of Katie. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I kind of feel like Brad Stevens wouldn't be nearly as bad if he weren't coaching the Boston Celtics specifically. No, he would, because he... It's that, I feel like it's the combination of those energies. But it's also, he's a college coach, you know what I mean? He's got, like, the most college coach energy, and not in, like, a fun, disgraced way like Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn Snyder, <laughs> like, that, that he, he just, he looks like sanctions. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Like, he, he could go to a Macy's and they would take away one of his scholarships, you know? They're like, did you get this credit card from a from a booster, Quinn? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like a walking no-show job, basically. Um, no, I, it's disheartening, for sure. Um, so I, I asked her for some follow-up, and uh, the other people that share that birthday include Jeff Goldblum, mm. Franz Liszt, oh. <laughs> Daniel Boone. Oh, no. <laughs> Bobby Seal. Jesus. And America's finest Marine, Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Respect the troops. Respect it not being you, Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, respect Mr. Boombastic. Uh-huh. Um, that is a rough list of birthday uh, sharers, I would say. I think she considered those all positive. I'm gonna. Say. I'm gonna say though that's a rough list. <laughs> Franz List. There's something wrong with Franz. Yeah, Franz List, list is fine. Uh, you know, um, the other ones, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't think is Daniel Boone complicated. I mean, the Alamo was a pretty complicated event. I think that's Davy Crockett though. I wasn't Daniel Boone also at the Alamo. Maybe I, not. <laughs> I think Daniel Boone is more of a pure wilderness man, but maybe I'm... Look, I've certainly confused the two of them. I think Daniel Boone was more of a friend of bars. Okay. He's, yeah, all right, all he's right. Too, 
He was too old to be in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm confusing my coonskin hat hat wearers. That's true. Um, That's true. Um, <laughs> um, so my well, apologies to Daniel Boone and the entire Daniel Boone estate, including Josh Boone, former uh, UConn center. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. And Boone from Lost, yeah. also. <laughs> and D Boone from the Minutemen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sean, do you share any NBA birthdays? Oh, oh, so so Katie's NBA birth. I'm sorry, Katie's NBA birthdays. In addition to Brad Stevens, uh, there were only a couple recognizable ones. I gotta say, Drazen Petrovic, awesome, pretty good. One of the best ones you could have, I think. Uh, Gennaro Pargo, also a good one. Uh, Jeff McInnes, really good one. One of my favorite shitty Clippers, Jeff McInnes. Yeah, he's good. He um. <laughs> He got traded for Andre. I think I think he and Darius Miles got traded for Andre Miller in a trade that was supposed to like really cement the young Clippers, mm-hmm. and instead it destroyed them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I think because there were like eight guys who were like twenty two years old and in a contract year at the same time. Yeah, it's a little rough. Um, and then Hall of Famer Slater Martin. Mm. I believe he was born in nineteen twenty two. Um. Uh, okay, so my NBA birthdays, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, mm-hmm. who also Good shares, one. who shares the exact same month, date, and year, uh, with Garfield the Cat. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's also Marvin Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony, brother of Candace Parker, uh, <laughs> Judd uh-huh. Buechler, the inventor of the jump stop, <laughs> and, uh, one of the... Third team all rookie Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors, possibly uh, the worst player in the NBA this year. That's pretty good. Do you have what about your celebrities though? Oh, um, I mean Dirk's the biggest celebrity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, here, give your NBAs, and I'll, I'll okay. I'll get a good selection. My NBAs are Dwayne Wade. Uh, Which every year on my birthday, I do not enjoy my birthday, but one thing I do uh, take solace in is the fact that Dwayne Wade is one year older than me, which means he's going to die first. It's uh, true. Because that's how that works. Uh, I also have Tyler Zeller, um, the worst Zeller. He's Uh, an inferior Zeller for sure. uh, Alonzo Trier and uh, Earl Clark. Not a not a strong list, I would say. I do think it's interesting that you and I, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, uh, enemies. Uh huh. It's yeah, weird yeah. we share oh, those. No, it's definitely. weird we share those birthdays. <laughs> it is weird because, like, <laughs> even when they were all stars together, it was still like yeah, they still kind of hate each other. Yeah. Um. So my my celebs, um, Nazi sympathizer Wallace Simpson. Um, oh, very cool. Forced, forced King Edward VIII to abdicate uh-huh. because she was divorced. Um, Pascal, the guy with the triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou Gehrig. Mm-hmm. Mo from the Three Stooges. It's <laughs> pretty good. And not not bad. I mean, if you're gonna be, it's gonna be anyone in the Three Stooges. Uh, Pauline Keel. Okay, she, that's good. She lost it at the movies. She's cool. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, Nancy Marchand, who played uh, Livia Soprano, uh-huh. of course. <laughs> poor you. Poor you to share a birthday with her. Um, 
Aung San Suu Kyi, the Burmese politician turned war criminal. <laughs> uh, Salman Rushdie. Okay. Felicia Rashad. All right. Um, Lou Pearlman, who on Wikipedia is listed as American producer and fraudster, the king of the boy bands and the king of embezzlement, I believe. Uh, Paula Abdul. Okay. These are good. These are good, John. This is a good uh, list. Boris Johnson. <laughs> These are all pretty strong. It's it's a it's a crazy <laughs> day to be born, I would say. Um uh, Hugh Dancy. Okay. From right. uh, that cult show on Hulu, The Path. Uh-huh. That's that's what he's best known for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Uh Zoe Saldana. <laughs> uh Macklemore. Wow, uh, you're and just making Paul up Dano. names now. You're just making up names. Macklemore is younger than me, and it hurts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then um, Jacob deGrom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Muhammad Ali. That's very good. Uh, Michelle Obama. Wow. <laughs> uh, Betty White. Oh, the the funniest woman yeah, in America. The funniest woman in America. Uh, SNL's forever host, Betty uh-huh. White. Uh, Jim Carrey. Wow. Uh, Steve Harvey. Oh, uh, wow. Heavy hitters. <laughs> Jake Paul. Um, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Kensuke Miyazaki. Uh, wow. Here's a weird one. Are you ready? Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel, the voice of Cotton. <laughs> James Earl Jones, uh, himself, Ray J. Oh, pretty good. I've seen <laughs> one of his films. Calvin Harris and Tiesto. Whoa! Uh, so dude, you know, how are you not in Vegas all <laughs> yeah. the time? How am I not headlining whatever one of those weird yeah, clubs like, is? Like Amethyst. <laughs> um. Hold on, I, there was a, I lost the list here. Um, <laughs> oh, Kid Rock. Very oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Your birthday is incredible. Lil John. Um, what? <laughs> Maury Povich. Oh my god, you are the birthday boy. <laughs> and then Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Pretty tight. Weird list of people. Yeah, I didn't look at I didn't look at Katie's celebrity people. I just focused on the NBA. <laughs> um anyway, Katie. Uh just be the best person born on that day. Yeah, exactly. You're get you're almost there. Yeah. In no way do we think you're fraudulent because you uh share a birthday with um um one of the more depressing people in the basketball hemisphere. Yeah, um, I, would say, I would say though, um, lean into the birthday. You already like the Nets, Katie. Get a Petrovich jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, dude. Um. All right, Sean. It's a new episode, so you know what that means. Yep, I do. Uh, we got a call from, uh, from the a writer from the Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. Former podcaster from the Take It or Break It podcast, uh, dog photoer, mm-hmm. um, in charge of the bad photojournalism newsletter, <laughs> which true. we keep forgetting to mention. I subscribe. Um, 
bane of at Corbin Smith NFL's existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin A. Smith. So uh, here's that call. Big Corbs Corner. Big Corbs Corner. Big Corbs Corner. A call from Corbs. Hey there, fellas. Big Corbs here. Corbin Smith. Uh, on a, uh, on a uh, mid-afternoon walk. I actually happen to be looking at the Planet Fitness where I called you, uh, last time, but I, uh, I'm not going there. I'm going somewhere else. I just did my house. Uh, you know, there's always a lot of talk about the All-Star game, you know, about if it's, uh, competitive enough, things of that nature. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm walking in very cold weather, and honestly, I'm just getting over pretty severe sickness, so maybe this isn't the best idea I've ever had, but I've been cooped up in the house! What am I supposed to do? Anyway. All-star game every year. They're like, you're not competitive enough. Oh, it's not competitive enough. Uh, oh, it's bad or, you know, whatever the fuck. Uh, here's my idea for the all-star game. All right? We don't do anything with the players. All right? Because, you know, they're just going to do what they do. Another person has joined me at the corner where I'm standing. I'm the... Or I'm freaking uh, her out because uh, uh, I'm just talking. Uh, but anyway, we don't uh, we don't do anything with the players. But what we do is that we make it open season for bribing refs. Like if you bribe a ref in the service of the All Star Game, you can uh, you can uh, you can give them as much as you want. You know. And so that way, there will be all these sort of competing interests uh, bribing uh, the three referees who play. And then everything in the game will be textured by uh, sort of open speculation about, uh, you know, which ref took the bribes. What kind of bribe did they take? Uh, uh, was, it a, was it a points bribe? Uh, was it a, uh, a different... A, 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 uh, a winning bribe, you know? And so we're all just, like, sitting around, like, seeing this thing through the prism of how it's being affected by external forces. And I just think that would make the All-Star game really interesting, you know? I mean, we're never going to get the players to try, which is fine. Why should they? You know, it's like a baby game. Uh, I mean, I you know, baby games are fun. I don't mind being, you know, I'll have to see a Big-headed, squishy little baby going, whatever the fuck it is they do. But, uh, you know, I really think that if we uh, tweak with the other human element in this, that we could really get something interesting out of that. All right. Um, so he called us from Planet Fitness again, Sean. He he was near enough to Planet Fitness that I'm <laughs> going to uh, consider that. And also may have accidentally street harassed a, a woman <laughs> traveling by herself. Um, what was his question? <laughs> uh, wouldn't the All-Star game be better if you were allowed to bribe the refs? 
because then it would be okay that the players didn't try because we would spend the whole time thinking, did, did LeBron bribe the refs? Do they have to do it openly? Well, he just said legally, not openly. Yeah, but are they like mic'd up? Like, so do we know it's happening? Like, no, I think, I think what Corbin was saying (laughs) is that, uh, it would make us question the reality of the game. And that would make it more interesting that there were outside forces controlling the all-star game rather than the players. Oh, so it's not the players bribing them. It's like us. No, I think it's the players (laughs) bribing them, but we as observers don't know what it is that is making the game so off kilter. I think he's, I think he's trying to make the all-star game more like life where you don't know who has been bribed. So, like, he wants ball. Debbie Washer- Wasserman Schultz uh, refereeing it? I think so. Or I think he wants <laughs> Tom it to Perez. be... He wants yeah. Tom Perez in the, vi- in the video. They're just going to be, like, caucus. canvassing after every, <laughs> canvassing after every quarter. And someone's like, hey, that ref gave someone seven <clears throat> points for a three-pointer. And they're like, I'm sorry, we, we cannot review those kind of errors. I mean, they just announced uh, in the fourth quarter that uh, Mike Bloomberg's team has uh, entered the game. And yeah. it's like an entirely new team. <laughs> He's just like riding on Andre Drummond's shoulders for some reason so he can still dunk. Mini Mike, right? Yeah, so yeah, Mini them. Mike B. Don't make fun of short people. Um Mr. Uh, sir, <laughs> sir, how dare you make fun of people over 5'9", under 5'9", sir. sir. It's the average, sir. Um, that was making fun of both Sir Twitter and anytime an attractive woman on Twitter posts about how she won't date a short person. <laughs> yes. They're the we're same guys. Of, we're also making fun of Keith Olbermann. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, Mr. President. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, here's what I'm gonna say. I don't think this would make the All Star Game better. That's what I'm gonna weird, say. Here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, let them bribe the other players. Yeah, that's better. Like, like could because whatever. LeBron wants the All Star Game MVP. That's fine. But you gotta make it worth Trey Young's while. <laughs> and I want it to happen. It should be like Survivor, where we see that happen. You know what I mean? Right, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the players don't know, but we know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It happens in like a backstage confessional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they either reveal it, or they have to try to find a time to bribe the officials and other players where other people aren't watching. Mm -hmm. But you know it would just be like... A cabal of clutch sports guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what it is already. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> was it was it a little disappointing to you that the All Star Draft uh, happened and it ended up just being an East versus West game? Um, anyway, I mean, no, because I I like East versus West. Yeah, it, it is better, <laughs> but it's like for people who are just like, oh, the draft they did it. It's like, well, you ended up with the starters on the same teams and. Uh, <laughs> Is it like? Is it really fun for everybody that LeBron gets the first pick every year? Does everyone enjoy that? <laughs> it feels like it's maybe not that fun, but I don't. I don't. Know. I'm not a. I'm not a. I I'm mean, not Commissioner Adam Silver. Look, the All Star Game is the worst part of All Star Weekend yeah, by far. Absolutely, and it's it like, always has been. 
there's always these like crazy proposals to change it, and it's like just let them play the All Star game. Like this year, they're gonna win by getting a, the amount of like they they tally up state delegates based on Kobe by powers of twenty four or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and uh, every state has to be represented, but um, <laughs> yeah, did. <laughs> Any player who went to UNLV gets to score first, I guess. I also uh, don't think they understand how quickly the fourth quarter is going to end. Right, that you have to score. It's the first, it's the first team turn to, to get 24. to 24. Yeah. Like, have you watched an All-Star game before? Because <laughs> That happens I in, think, like, three minutes. <laughs> I think the winning team had 180 points last year. <laughs> so, do the math on that one. And... uh well, you know what they'll do? They'll just have Dame Lillard uh, do another freestyle. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like I liked when people perform musically. You saw that tweet, right? <laughs> oh, was that is that what it was phrased as? Uh, yeah, Shams Shams tweeted it. Uh, hold on, perform. Let me get the exact words here. Um, <laughs> so, so he could be doing a song from Small Ball the Musical. It's still possible, <laughs> right? So, yeah, <laughs> Shams tweeted, on the NBA trade deadline day, by the way, like in the oh, middle the perfect of... perfect time. Inst- <laughs> tweeted, unique wrinkle for NBA All-Star Weekend. Portland's Damian Lillard will perform musically during Saturday night events in Chicago. Well, he, he was Kobe Bryant's favorite rapper, and then, so it makes sense. <laughs> uh, and then everybody made fun of him, because obviously... And then he was like, he tried to make fun, he tried to like make up for it with a second tweet that was just like, Dame Dalla on the mic. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Joey, I, the thing is, I really feel for Dame Lillard because, um, and I'm going to warn him, uh, when people find out that you're a comedian and you still have a day job where you work in an office, people are often encouraging you to do material. And, uh, I worked at a nonprofit for 10 years. Sometimes coworkers came to see me at shows. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But only once did I actually perform in a workplace situation. You shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, but my, my boss was retiring and he was very old. Okay. So well. I managed I managed to kind of roast him. <laughs> and that was okay. I didn't do any of my normal. Okay, then jokes. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that was okay. You was just, just used a, it as an excuse to tell your boss that he's like old and ugly or whatever. Yeah, and just like <laughs> and just like making fun of how poor everybody is. Like like this was a this was a underfunded nonprofit, Joey. Um, so that was okay. But still, uh, even that was not. A, I, I probably shouldn't have done it. It worked out okay mm-hmm. and that's about as well as it's gonna do i don't think dame really wants to be doing this uh he's i playing think well no he's playing he, well he really wants to be doing this dude this is like dame's fucking shit like look i love dame dame is playing out of his mind he's like a fucking mvp but like this is like the kind of corny shit dame loves to do dude Remember when he made such a big deal about how he was, like, going to be the first guy to play in all five events on Saturday? Like, this is... He loves... He loves being, uh, like, not picked for All-Star and then complaining about it, and then he loves doing the most. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. He loves both. 
just don't think it's going to go well. It's on Saturday. No one's going to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're going to wait for the, the they're going to be burned out by the hour and a half long dunk contest. Yeah, it's going to be like, it's fine. Whatever. Good for Dame. Like, <laughs> I wish I had an employer that would support my hobbies as much as the NBA supports it. Um, should we get to, like, some, uh, other reader mail? Some paper? Yeah, let's do Paper it. reader mail? Okay. Paper mail. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Alright, our first question comes from our friend John Sullivan, Sean, who asks, After hearing that Brandon Knight was included in the Andre Drummond trade, I realize that I've never seen him actually play basketball, but he gets traded every year. Is Brandon Knight a real person, or just a cap hold that teams trade? All he's right. definitely a real person. Yeah, he's yeah. a ghost. He's a li- He's the NBA's equivalent of a ghost, right? Yeah, it's... I gotta say, so I I was watching a lot of the NCAA tournament. The I think the one year Brandon Knight was at Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I want to say in that tournament he hit two buzzer beating game winners. And I remember watching and thinking, "Look, this guy is a player." Mm-hmm. And then he got traded every single year. I don't think I've seen him play basketball for. Four or five years? Yeah, I think that's fair. But he was, like, really injured in, in I'm just saying, Phoenix. Yeah. But couldn't he have been replaced by Brevin Knight or <laughs> one of those other Knights? And you, you'd you never know, right? Travis. Um, well, there's, there's, I think there's a Brandin Knight. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. Who went to Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh-huh. Um. And that's that's the the guy I think is maybe the imposter. Well, here's the thing about Brandon Knight. Um, he was really good for like two years, but he some very memorable, embarrassing things happened to him within like three weeks of each other, and uh-huh. he never was able to survive it. So uh, it's it's the it's the the dunk. Well, the, before the dunk, though. Okay. Kyrie Irving, rookie Kyrie Irving in the rookie sophomore game, broke his ankles on three straight possessions, I believe. <laughs> um, I might be wrong. I might be overselling that, but he definitely, like, tried to D up Kyrie, and Kyrie really embarrassed him. And then, like, a week and a half later, he tried to block a DeAndre Orton Jordan alley oop. Uh-huh. And literally, it looked like he died. Um, yeah, like people CGI put a coffin landing on the ground where he landed. <laughs> um, and that was like early basketball Twitter like that. People hadn't weren't doing that yet. You know what I mean? House of Highlights did not exist as of yet. Yeah. Uh, Bleacher Report was still getting clicks by like being like, oh, here's 25 professional volleyball players uh, with wedgies or whatever <laughs> to get clicks. Yeah. Um, and then the next season, he was playing really well for the Bucks, where I believe people thought he was like a snub for the All-Star game, if I remember right. 
with the Bucks. Yeah. But then got um, traded to the Suns. Oh, when he got traded to the Suns. He was he was he was pretty good. I mean he he led the he was leading the Bucks in points and assists. Yeah. And uh okay, so in twenty fourteen fifteen, uh eighteen and five and four, he got a lot of steals. Mm-hmm. Was shooting forty percent from three. And then he was actually really good. It's just weird that he got traded almost arbitrarily. Yes, that's the thing. And and then he went to the Suns and uh you know, he he was like a triple double machine for a while for the Suns, but he was on the Suns. So right. inevitably it was not going to work. Well, and then and then you know, he was very very hot for um you know, they traded him, he signed a big five-year contract which is still hasn't expired yet mm-hmm. played great for half a season and then basically missed two months with injuries and then he tore his acl yeah and then that was um oh oh you know what he also got hurt by the suns were in that ultra tank mode and they just shut him down yeah, for like they half just, a like, season send him home yeah, and he was like 25 years old. He's still – how old is Brandon Knight now? He's not old. He's Kyrie He's Irving's age, isn't he? What's that? He's Kyrie Irving's age. Well, I mean, I, I don't – offhand, Kyrie is 28. I think they're both 28. Yeah. yeah. And he just turned 28. Yeah. So it's just crazy. But, yeah, he, he just kind of never came back from blowing out his knee, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. But He also man. never kind of came back from – uh, being traded from by the Bucks for kind of no reason. Um, I mean, I just think he was <laughs> he was good for half a year. Yeah, it's, but I just mean like I, he probably would have stayed good the whole time if he was on the Bucks. You know what I mean? It was just some like bizarre shit where um, the Sixers ended up with some extremely valuable Suns pick. Uh, I, oh, that was that Laker pick it went to the the Sixers, and it was like. The Bucks were collecting guys from Syracuse, and Phoenix wanted a team of all guys who went to Kentucky. Well, and the the Bucks didn't want to. The Bucks were in cheap mode because they hadn't sold the team yet, right? And they wanted to get rid of. They didn't want to have to pay him, right? Because he was gonna get. He was gonna be a restricted for that has now been traded yeah. eleven times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Bucks got t- well. The crazy thing is that the Bucks decided. They got Tyler Ennis and Miles Plumley, mm-hmm. and they decided to pay Miles Plumley almost as much as Brandon Knight, and they just really wanted Michael Carter Williams. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry, Brandon we really Knight talked about him a lot, uh, and kind of also didn't answer the question. Uh, Brandon Knight is a he's an NBA ghost. Um. That, but he like haunts. Not a place, but an object that he's like Annabelle. You uh, know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like that it just keeps getting passed around. Yeah, his contract is haunted, and when it expires, like, will he cease to exist? Yeah, good question. I mean, in the within the confines of the NBA, I think probably yes. Unfortunately, all right. Our next question comes from our friend Patrick Cosmos, uh, Chicago's strongest buffest man. Uh, he asks, 
Is the new look all manlit Rockets team a manifest manifestation of Daryl Morey's flair for the theatrical? Is it Tillman time? I haven't really processed the trade, and I need answers. Also, is it good or bad that the manlit threshold for an NBA player is six eight? Mm. Um, we kind of answered this in our trade deadline episode, but I think it's it's more of a make a wish situation for yeah. Mike Mike D'Antoni before he dies. It's like a last meal. It's but like. I d- yeah, it's it's right. exactly what he he's always wanted. It's like right it's like before Bat the, Kid, kind of. Yeah, right? it's exactly like Bat Kid. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is the Bat Kid of the NBA, giving him his dream. Uh, before oh well, Bat Kid's still alive, I think. Um, hopefully, hey, shouts to Bat Kid. Um, yeah. but yeah, before uh they fire Mike D'Antoni for almost no reason, they're giving him. His dream. Yeah. Um, that kid is alive, guys. Thank God. <laughs> Jesus. I was really worried I was going to have to cut that part of the podcast. All right. Um, but yeah, shouts to Bat Kid. Uh, we love you. Live forever. Um, shouts to Mike D'Antoni. Um, I don't know what happens to you after this, but I'm glad you're enjoying the all 6-8. And yeah, I kind of, I kind of wonder. You've always wanted. Um, I do, I do wonder if there is a theater thing where he's like, it is impossible to get costumes for a guy <laughs> above a certain height, like because originally he was trying to, you know, write a musical for Yao Ming, and just technically it was impossible to get the lighting right, and yeah. Um, what about the manlit threshold question, Sean? Is it good I mean, or de- bad? As someone who's a full foot shorter than that. It's a little depressing. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's like, how tall is PJ Tucker? Six, 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 five, six, seven, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that he just seems like it's almost like it feels oh, like no, a lot six, of the five, rockets, despite their, what, what's up? He's six, five. Dunwall house is six, seven. Okay. And yeah, Covington's the tallest guy. But sometimes it feels like all the Rockets have the same amount of mass, mm-hmm. but it's just distributed around their bodies differently. Yeah, it's as if they're drafting based on atomic number. Right, right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, like how much <laughs> how much water would they displace in a tank? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, no. He's the tallest one, right? Or did they wave him? <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what's going on with Hartenstein. Hart Hartenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the the doctor's name is. <laughs> uh, let's see. He is. He's still on the Rockets. He's seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah. He had right, a he's... he had like a good week this season. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> um. D'Antoni's he is a guy that definitely would have ended up on the Chris Mullen Warriors because <laughs> it's a weird name and he's left-handed. <laughs> um, I think it's a good thing. Uh, 6'8's cool. Good height. Cool height. Yeah. 6'8's a cool height. You're not showing off that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got real long arms if you're 6'8. Uh, that's a, a cool thing in an NBA player. Um, all right. Sean, we haven't heard from him in a while. 
But uh, he's back. We've heard from... You might recognize this next man from uh, asking which NBA owners, what songs would they karaoke, or which sex scenes are which NBA GM. We've heard from him again. It's Dunn Nelson, a.k.a. Ninja Purtle, a.k.a. Shot Daddy himself, David Jordan. Robot, play David Jordan's drop. Now, at guard from North Carolina, you know him from what GM is what sex scene? And what owners should karaoke what songs? The King Questioner himself, at Ninja Pertil on Twitter, formerly Shot Daddy, aka Don Nelson, but Shot Daddy in our hearts. Here he is. The goat of reader mail, David Jordan. Alright, Sean, Dave, our friend Dave Jordan asks, One thing we know for sure is that the other day I was thinking about that time Twitter cyberbullied the Smash Mouth guy into trying to eat two dozen eggs for charity. Question, which NBA players could be most easily cyberbullied into doing something equally ludicrous and what would you have uh, them attempt to do? And he said, unrelated, Daryl Morey, go on round ball, shut yeah, it down. Just do it. Yeah, just do it, man. Shut it down. Let's go watch the dunk contest and hope Dwight Howard does some kind of horribly misguided Kobe tribute. I'm going to count that as a question, too. Yes. But we'll get to this cyberbully part okay. first. Um, I mean, Dwight Howard, speaking of which, was already cy- uh, cyberbullied into... Uh, Standing for Palestine that one time, remember? That's right. Yes, (laughs) that was incredible. (laughs) Like, no, no, no commentary on the issue, but just it's so funny that he took a stand. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So, (laughs) I mean, what would you, I mean, that's. There's nothing you could do that's, I think, better than Dwight Howard, making Dwight Howard stick up Palestine. <laughs> yeah, tweet hashtag free Palestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh... <laughs> I think you could bully CJ McCollum pretty easily on the internet. <laughs> I mean, look, sometimes, like with Jennifer, he responds with aplomb. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's really rattled. And I feel like... You could definitely get him to do any kind of hashtag challenge Mm -hmm. as long as it was ostensibly for a good cause. Yeah. Even if you made up that cause. Right, right. Like, (laughs) like, like shave your head for a cause, maybe. Uh I would try to get him to shave his mustache off, but his mustache only. I think there's an easy answer to this question. And it's funny because it's a person who's not been actually who's actually been proven difficult to bully by an actual authoritarian but i think you could you could easily cyber bully enos Cantor into doing anything oh i mean i feel like that's more trickery probably i don't think it's but like i just think he's He's so so thirsty he's so online and he's just so thirsty for like uh likes you know what i mean that you could you could easily convince uh ennis Cantor to like 
like you could talking? convince him to like tattoo Guy Fieri's face on his arm. I think. Who is who was he <laughs> talking about recently? <laughs> it was somebody. It was a very. <laughs> He's almost too online to follow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, he, he he. I think it looks like he hosted the Boston Israeli Film Festival this week. Okay, which you know, good for him. Um. Oh, oh, well, he he. This is the funniest thing Edis Kander did this week, by the way. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, quote, when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create systems of change. Not when we cancel each other out for past mistakes, but when we guide each other to grow for redemption, that is the best of humanity. Joaquin Phoenix. Hashtag Oscars. And then he uh, a gift. tweeted it's a, a gift, gift of, of the, the Joker, Joker dancing, dancing down, down the stairs. stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're right. I think. What would you, what would you try to get him to do? I I want to try I want to try and make him get like a tattoo. Yeah, the, a tattoo of in fact of that car that uh that shitty fake painting of that car where it's like Heath Ledger's Joker is driving and uh Joaquin Phoenix Joker is in the passenger seat and uh Jared Leto Joker's in the back seat. I think we could cyberbully him into getting that tattoo. Yeah, can I tell you another NS Cantor Twitter thing? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This week, February 9th, um, uh, someone, t- a celebrity, tweeted, "This guy spreads good vibes wherever he goes." At NS Cantor, it was Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think we should come up with something good to cyberbully and his canter into doing because i think it would be very easy frankly oh oh can i tell you one more thing Uh uh-huh uh this is what he tweeted three days ago thank you for your support and friendship at tulsi gabbard yeah yeah he's and he's friends with the clintons too don't forget now it's it's amazing Um, he's everywhere (laughs) um all right let's talk about kobe i mean dwight howard's kobe dunk oh yeah it's gonna be bad what do you think it's going to be? I mean, okay, if he was doing a good one, he would have, he would be going up for the dunk, and then someone in a Kobe jersey would dunk on him, and there'd just be this long fart sound. Because <laughs> that would that would more address his tenure with Kobe. Right. Um, I could, so it's got to be like, a comedic thing that's maybe 20 years outdated and a tribute to Kobe. I have an idea. Okay. I think he's going to dunk on an eight foot hoop. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like dressed as Zoolander. An eight foot. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. He's like dude. lower it, yeah. lower it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I think this is what he does. He goes into a phone booth and he changes into a Kobe jersey instead of a Superman outfit. Uh huh. And then he just does a dunk. Mm-hmm. And maybe the cape, uh says like gg on it or something yeah yeah it's gonna be so bad it's gonna be terrible but he's gonna, <laughs> now that now that i've thought of it it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be terrible 
It's definitely happening. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, what's our top story? Uh, our top story is uh, the hashtag Yang Gang. Oh, no, what happened? Is, to uh, has been cleared out of the neighborhood. Andrew Yang has dropped out of the Democratic presidential primary. It was quite a ride. Um Universal basic income. Uh, I don't. I'm not really sure what else he was doing. But math, is, math, math. But, t-shirts everywhere. But who is Dominique Wilkins going to endorse? That's, that's why we're talking big, about it on our show. The biggest question. Uh, let's think about it. He was a Yang Gang guy. It's they Steyer, were friends. It's Steyer. Oh, Steyer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I think I think Dominique really cares about the environment, and also he well, he wants he wants a billionaire in office. That's what his deal is, right? He he wants to businessman. He wants a rich guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, let's go to our real top story though, which is uh, <laughs> the New York Knicks got their Anthony Scaramucci today. Yes, uh, <laughs> Steve Stout, who. On Friday, I believe, the Knicks announced they'd hired him to be a brand consultant. Yeah. Uh, he used to manage Nas and Mary J. Blige. Uh-huh. And he was an Interscope executive. Yes. Um, and he uh, <laughs> uh, went on first take today and gave an yes. interview, and then the Knicks essentially fired him. <laughs> I did. They, I couldn't figure out what the consequences were. Now, uh, granted, I was mostly using the New York Post, uh, my most trusted newspaper, as the sources. Love Woj described him as being benched. Right. Uh, so no, I, I they did, well. Okay. So so here's what he here are, here are some of the things he said on first take as the the brand consultant. Uh, he said the team needed a change, which mm-hmm. is why they fired Steve Mills. But he highly he implied that he had fired the team president. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did imply that. Yeah. Uh, he said that firing would lead to a new coach to develop the young players. The Knicks have a mm-hmm. coach named Mike Miller, not that Mike Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said they need a coach with the magnitude and the gravitas so the media would love to talk to him and believe him, mm-hmm. which is a crazy thing to say. In Like, that <laughs> sentence is crazy. And then he said... Toronto Raptors, they brought in Drake to bring that thing. Mm-hmm. The New York Knicks brought in me. Um, so so he thinks he's like Drake. Uh-huh. And um, then, explain his history with rappers, though, too. So so he he was Nas's manager, Mary J. Blige's manager, and he worked at a record company, which I think I think he was working with Will Smith. Originally, too. But he also seems to have pissed off a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Dame Dash (laughs) seems to rip him a lot. Uh He implied that uh, he just rips people off to try to make as much money as he can. Um, I think there was some point when Jay-Z was in a beer commercial that had a Confederate flag. And Steve Stout put that deal together. Um, Puffy... Almost went this to jail. This is the important one. Yeah. Uh, Here's the, the important one is, uh, okay, so so most recently the NBA one is 
50 Cent just screamed at him at a courtside at a Knicks game uh-huh. five yeah. years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, many years ago, um, apparently it was because there was a Nas video where they shot a scene where Puffy was being crucified. And Puffy's like, please do not do not put that in the video. It was in the video. He went to his office, tossed over his desk, and apparently beat him down with a champagne bottle. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the story I read said, well... He always carries a champagne bottle wherever he goes, yeah. uh-huh. which was so funny. Um, some people claim that he broke Steve Stout's jaw and arm. I believe that was denied. Anyway, uh, the Knicks been, hired a guy like, who... <laughs> physically threatened and beat up by a lot of powerful <laughs> the, people. The Knicks hired a guy who to be their quote unquote Drake, who is most famous for getting beat up by famous people. Yeah, That's yeah. the most important Look, Drake, thing here. <laughs> Drake throws champagne bottles. He doesn't get hit by them. Um, uh, and then, yeah, the Knicks immediately released a statement where they said he does not speak for the team on personnel issues. So he has been benched. I don't think he's actually been fired, but I think he's but, probably not allowed to speak to the media. But also the Knicks don't the- fire people. No, that's true. Um, I mean, Steve Mills wasn't fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I don't think Isaiah Thomas, doesn't he still kind of work for the Knicks? Yes. So I'm pretty sure this is, he got fired by the Knicks. They just don't fire people. Um. <laughs> well, it's also like, do you have to replace him as brand consultant? No, that's a fake job anyway. Well, yes, they do. And I, I have the person to hire. Who's that? Shingy. Oh, oh, because he's he, he no longer works for Microsoft, right? right? Yeah, they should hire Shingy. Shingy's good, or, um, <laughs> you know, like, like go a different direction. Don't hire Macklemore. Hire Ryan Lewis as your new brand consultant. No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you want to keep it? You want to keep it hip-hop? You want to keep it authentic? You want to attract I, those free agents? I just don't understand they have a brand consultant and all they always have, and... They his don't pay Spike him Lee. anything, and yeah. his name is Spike Lee. He I don't understand what they're doing. <laughs> he does not get free tickets. No. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing. Like, yeah. Spike Lee is the Knicks brand consultant. Get out of here. the best thing about the Knicks brand and is individually good at branding on his own terms. Yes. Um... He's the reason, he's a huge reason Jordans are branded the way they are. Just yes. remember that. Knicks, you fucking idiots. He also started a Levi's commercial, like a very successful, like, three-year run of Levi's commercials. And anyway, yeah. Um. Uh, also, the rumors today were that he, uh, uh, the Knicks were on the top of their list to be head coach are Jeff Van Gundy and Tom uh-huh. Thibodeau. How can Jeff Van um, Gundy come back? I mean, I'm hoping it's true. <laughs> God. I hire them both, I dude. They get, oh, co- they just switch. Yeah. Well, aren't they buddies? Too, yeah, they're right? best friends. Just, just have them trade off games. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, remember how Tom Thibodeau sounded at the Basketball World Championships? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Let's see Gobert up a little bit more on, on pick and roll. Swarming defense by the U.S. Very good. Good ball pressure there. Nicolo at Gobert, the point. Very good flipping screens. There's another post up. 
steal right there. Albisi, and that's what. Uh, again, five out offense. Barnes, great, great cut again. Right now, we have a quick quickness advantage and uh, looking to spread them out. Fouls in the NBA, but that, that's not the way it's it's called here. Marcus Smart with great defense on Fournier. There's a little more aggression. Good rotation by Middleton, low man. Very strong, get you on this hip, create space. And smart. Playing terrific, getting downhill. He's got great rhythm here. 24 points for the great Jazz finish. star. Throughout the tournament, there's a good deflection, high hands, open floor. I think Pop has found a group here that's very effective. Uh, we haven't done that yet. And I think that's a good point. I, he's, he's been through it before. Great offensive rebound there. Good extra pass. Harris. Wide open three. Barnes great, knocks down the play. three. Off the high screen. Walker step back. Jumper knocks step it down. There. That's smart basketball. Hey, Lakina. Got to make sure you're up on him. Got the switch. Cobera in the post. Hey, you're making a great point. Um, all right, Sean. Let's talk about the jazz, I guess, right? That's what we want to talk about. Uh, oh no, scarves. Uh, Let's talk about scarves instead. Sorry, no, yeah, not the jazz. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Although we're I not respecting the jazz. the jazz today to talk about them. I will say after, so there was there was that play where Rudy Gobert had an obvious goaltend. Uh huh. And my dream is that Dame Lillard does a diss track on All Star Saturday. <laughs> Rudy Gobert doesn't make it through, doesn't make it to the All Star game without crying. <laughs> I mean, the bigger jazz problem to me with those guys was uh, Donovan Mitchell just shit talking Gary Trent for no reason. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, but give Bojan the keys. That's the most trustworthy guy on the team. All right, let's talk about the scarfs. Oh yeah, Sean, walk us through this. So, uh, Serge Ibaka and OG Ananobi uh, made a video where where. OG was trying to challenge Serge Ibaka's uh, fashion king status, mm -hmm. I believe is the way they they uh, arranged it. And uh, look, much of this is promotional material for uh, clothing companies that sponsor them. But I'm kind of in on anything Serge Ibaka does sure. at this point. Making weird food, uh, starting fights for no reason. I'm into it. Um, so... Uh, a couple days ago, they had a scarf off before the game, mm -hmm. and OG wore what you know you would think was like a pretty aggressive scarf wear, where he had a I think it was a Burberry scarf just sort of wrapped around his head, and Serge Ibaka came wearing the largest scarf anyone has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, it looked like there were some rumors that it was it was actually like a piece of bedding that he was just wearing around his neck. Uh, it was truly incredible. And then after the giants, I mean, he, 
he, he blew him away on the scarf off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, he bought scarves for the entire Raptors team. So that is that is the Raptors identity of the series team scarf. Well, it's um, working. Yeah, they, they've won, what, 16 in a row now? 15 Something in a row? Like that, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, I I kind of think that it could be one of the most convenient trends in Toronto sports history. Like, it's still not warm out there in Jurassic Park at night in April, mm-hmm. you know, in Toronto. And now you can now you can wear a scarf to support the team. And also, you know, you're out there for six or seven hours <laughs> at night. Um, Joey, is this the coziest team chemistry promotion ever? Uh, probably. Yeah, I can't think of. Like, I can mm. remember that the Mavs early on in the Dirk era was like, we have the fluffiest robes in the league. Mm-hmm. That but, was a big thing is they got robes and they had a yeah. TV in their locker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a quaint time. Yeah. And, and then it turned out everyone was, uh. Watching pornography almost. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah exactly. And, uh, well, and and then you like think about what the robe has represented in the 20th century, and you're like, oh, that it's like the convenience of an indecent exposure. That's what a robe <laughs> means. Like you have to earn. Um, but yeah, the scarf. It's like the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's even, great. Even if you buy an expensive scarf, it's still just like oh, that's a scarf. Yeah, it's great. The only thing I don't like about it is uh, that big scarf Serge War, mm. kind of stealing Lenny Kravitz's valor a little. That little is bit. true. That is true. Uh, the only way he can he he, he should go full on uh, Kravitz valor stealing and uh, do the split so hard his dick comes out of his sh- rips out oh, of his well, shorts. Well, we got to save something for the Eastern Conference Finals. Right? <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Sean, yeah. anything you'd like to plug? Um, got some NFL pieces on <laughs> coming out of Yard I'm Sorry? Barker. I've got some NFL pieces coming yeah, out. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh it's uh I wrote a thing about um all the all the changes the NFL should make in mm-hmm. the next uh, decade. Uh, one of them is about moving the Jacksonville Jaguars to London permanently, and I was I was very mean to the city of Jacksonville, and I I don't really feel bad about it. Um, sorry, yeah, all our fans in Jacksonville are throwing their phones down right now. Uh, but yeah, check that out. And the business every Monday if you're in LA, Little Joy shows are good. Um, as for me, Thursday Podstar Weekend, seven thirty. Come, it's gonna be weird uh, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where February 8th I tweeted, I'm starving, but I can't close the button of my wedding suit, so no food for me. Oh, God. Uh, Sean, did you write a song? I did. Um, look, there are more Kevin Love songs in the pipeline. I had to take a break for the trade deadline. Um... This is a song I did in collaboration with uh, the great Kanye West about a victim of the the trade deadline. It's my first adventure in autotune, and the song is called Heartless. Um, Great. Uh, That's playing under us right now. Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Go to Podstar Weekend, dude.
<laughs> yeah, on the blog, so read the talk. Rumors from Shams and then from Woj. Expiring contracts, bought and sold to match the dough. The trade machine is so artless. How could you deal no heartless? Oh, how could you deal no heartless? How could you deal mo trading for a guy who's non-guaranteed, yo? Overshadowed by Wiggins for D-Lo. Gerson Ross is one of some from Indochino. I mean, even if the deal was falling through. I mean, even if they want to pick swap at 22. Hey, yo, Maurice, buddy, let's look on the bright side. Hey, yo, you didn't play with Hassan Whiteside. Now you want to stretch for your gun and deal me. And in the buyout market, maps want to steal me. Only Al Farouk knows the real me. Visco into Palace Books, Portland. On the blogs and read the talk Rumors from Shams and then from Woj Expiring contracts bought and sold To match the dough I gotta lease my apartment How could you deal Mohawkless? Oh, how could you deal Mohawkless? How could you be so Daryl Morey? You're bringing up some matching rules that I don't know Paul George's body got hella weak though Why you send me away for Marcus Moe? Singing the blues like Oladipo Winter in New York is so damn cold I won't stop sending texts to Coach Pop Cause I know they love me in San Antonio I wish this trade was still tentative I need to call my representative The Knicks ain't trying to be competitive They play like they're taking a sedative On the blogs I read the talk Rumors from Shams and then from Woj Expiring contracts bought and sold To match the dough They're waving Isaiah's carcass How could you deal Mohawkless? How could you deal Mohawkless? Talking, talking, talking trade Chugging all the haterade You can't trust Pat Patterson's knees Need my bonus, I won't shoot threes Sorry that I want to win Sorry I kept my body thin Sorry I'm not an evil twin I know you believe in Jerome Robinson This whole thing makes me sick I'm headed to the Knicks Getting on the flight I read the talk Rumors from Shams and then from Woj Expiring contracts bought and sold To match the dough They'll miss me when I've departed How could you deal Mohawkless? Oh How could you deal Mohawkless?